Hi friends, welcome back to Tea Time. That one you didn't even get like any liquid. I saw it. I don't yeah. believe it. Well, I'm going to choke if I get any more. So. Yeah, I know. Today we have our friend Quinn on the podcast. Ooh. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we will just jump right into your question. So first of all, just tell us a little bit about you and your relationship to the LGBTQ community. Well, uh, I identify as pansexual and I have kind of (laughs) felt that I wasn't straight Mm -hmm. for a long time. I never really had the right word to describe it. And then I found it and I'm uh, happy with where I am right now. Um, wasn't always, but it's been pretty good so far. Good. Good. I'm so glad. What, um, what pronouns do you use and how exactly do you identify? What do you feel fits you? Uh, I use she, her. Uh, I am cisgender. I, uh, have never questioned my gender, which I realize is wonderful because Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people who have. And I, I can't imagine feeling that way. Yeah. Uh, so I feel very good <laughs> about feeling comfortable yeah. in my gender. Yeah, definitely. Before we keep going, also tell us how old you are. <laughs> I'm 16. 16. Oh, don't we love that? Yeah. I love that. I was telling Lauren earlier today, and we've talked about it before, but like I feel very grateful to just be talking to you because... Like, I've never really interacted with many LGBT folks that are, like, younger, I guess, in high school age or whatever. So I think it's, like, very unique and, like, a a good perspective to have. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So you told us that you identify as pansexual. When did you kind of start figuring that out? Uh, I was on vacation in Canada, and I finally decided to come out as something and I didn't know what I felt that it would be easier to just send a text Mm -hmm. uh, to avoid any possible miscommunications or if people had a problem with it I wouldn't have to deal with that right at that moment Mm -hmm. Uh, so I was kind of looking I was on my phone looking at things I had questioned whether I was bisexual um, and then I was reading more and I didn't feel like that truly fit who I was. And then I found pansexual and I felt that it described me and my attitude towards everything perfectly. So, um, I texted everybody and then I got home and started researching a lot more cause I didn't fully understand it. Um, I had seen the flag And there was a place in Canada, I don't remember what it was, but they had the outline of a cityscape in the colors of the flag. And it was kind of fun. (laughs) So I texted my friends and they were like, oh, that's so cool. Um, So that's when I really started kind of figuring everything out. Yeah. Okay. How many years ago would you say that was? You said you're 16 now. So do you know about when it was? I don't quite remember. It was around... 12, 13-ish. Wow. I think that's super awesome. I know that I personally also came out when I was 14, but you, Bo, didn't come out until you were in your much later teens. Mm -hmm. So I think it's super cool 
for people to just like know at different periods of their life. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I didn't initially come out um, until I was 18 or 19. And then I just came out as trans like, (laughs) you know, less than two years ago. So yeah, it's been a really uh, unique experience coming out older and I'm sure it's different, you know, as a younger teenager. So that's why we're really interested in hearing these perspectives from you. Yeah, and I'm also curious, you said you texted people out of kind of like comfort, but also like fear of what people might say. Did you get any negative responses or anything like that? No, I was yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was very excited that would have ruined the vacation, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I texted my friends, texted my parents. They were cool with it. They kind of knew already, so mm-hmm. it wasn't that much of a surprise or a bomb that I dropped mm-hmm. on them. But I texted my friends kind of a little bit worried. I knew that they were accepting, but I didn't know how much yeah. because uh, I, I haven't been super close to them in a long time. Uh, but I texted them and they were full of support and it was awesome. One of my friends texted me back and said, that's awesome, I'm bisexual. <laughs> I was like, like, oh, cool. Awesome, yeah, let's talk. And uh, it was very wonderful to have so many people around me that didn't really care, which was yeah. pretty awesome. They were just kind of like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really happy for you with that, too, because especially, I mean, as we all know, growing up as just like a young person in general is a very difficult time in a lot of different areas. So that's really good that you had that sort of support system and you didn't really have to worry about too much. It was, oh, <laughs> I was so happy. It. I was very scared, but, mm-hmm. oh. Yeah. This well, is, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. This is like a little bit more specific, but based on your answer, I'm guessing maybe not, but I got a lot of like this is just a phase like thrown my way did like anyone kind of maybe express those feelings to or about you no um I kind of think that they were expecting this like I was in a phase of not being that Mm -hmm. Uh, so they were kind of expecting it to happen Mm -hmm. uh which didn't make them think it was just a phase Mm -hmm. uh since they kind of always knew yeah but yeah nobody really said oh you'll get out of it yeah. or like this is just temporary which was very validating yeah, yeah. we love that role reversal <laughs> it's like normalizing being in the lgbt community. yeah um but moving forward what does pansexuality mean to you and for you specifically is there a difference between pansexuality and bisexuality i think there is a difference and i think that is one of the worst things (laughs) about uh, specifically the online community Mm -hmm. because a lot of people treat it as the same thing. And I do think there is a difference. Um, For me, I love people and Mm -hmm. uh, I, that's really all. Like I'll either like you or love you or I won't. And there's Mm -hmm. really nothing else that I consider as long as you're a good person and we vibe Mm -hmm. (laughs) together um and a lot of times I've read or seen people compare them as pansexuality or people in the pansexual community trying to make it as they're more accepting than Mm -hmm. people who identify as bisexual which I think isn't 
that's not the case. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of people take the bisexual as you like two genders, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's <laughs> what it is. It's inclusive, and a lot of people think that the pan being pansexual means you just are more accepting and more inclusive of liking different genders mm-hmm. and um that's pretty harmful uh because then they're invalidating bisexuality mm-hmm. and pansexuality at the same time just but i do i do think there is a difference um but not one that invalidates either mm-hmm. yeah no i totally agree i think um also as identifying as pansexual that it's kind of just up to you. However you define your sexuality is how you define it. And how everyone else defines theirs, it's fine. So I think I don't really entirely understand like the feud between pansexuality and bisexuality because if you tell me what pansexual pansexuality Mm -hmm. or bisexuality means to you and it's different than what it means to me that's fine because it's your sexuality it's not mine so I imagine being a young teenager kind of trying to figure herself out had to be really hard to see all of those kinds of things yeah so what has your personal experience with pansexuality been like like has your day-to-day life changed has your online presence changed anything like that Overall, in day-to-day life, it's been good. Uh, People have been very accepting. Uh, They ask respectful questions. Uh, One of my friends recently came out as pansexual, so I feel kind of a connection there, a greater connection there. Uh, We can talk about it and talk about how we're dealing Mm -hmm. with other people's opinions. Um, And online, it's different. I didn't have much of a big online presence anyway I did have several social media outlets where I could connect with old people that I used to know and I've always been kind of scared to post anything Mm -hmm. or say anything that's related to like pride or my identity because I don't know how all of them will react Mm -hmm. I know that a lot of people have been kind and a lot of people that I used to know have come out as anything really like everything ranging from trans like gay really anything uh so i feel like most of them would be supportive but you never know yeah. if there's one bad reaction mm-hmm. it can throw everything off yeah. um so it's been i've been wary since people can say anything and they don't have to deal with you mm-hmm. saying anything back to them because they can click off their phone and then be done with it mm-hmm. Uh, so overall, it's been pretty good. <laughs> I just get scared yeah. <laughs> sometimes. No, that makes a lot of sense. Um, to talk a little bit more about the online community, you told us that you had seen kind of a lot of hate and backlash about pansexuality. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, uh, they're online there are differing opinions everywhere mm-hmm. uh, on YouTube. There are, specifically about sexuality, there are many people voicing not-so-nice opinions mm-hmm. and then other people defending any, like, there's just so much talk <laughs> about everything. So I was looking it up when I was questioning if I 
was pansexual because I had seen a lot of people in online communities invalidate it or say Mm -hmm. it's the same as bisexuality and just make me feel awful. (laughs) So I was questioning it and then I looked on YouTube. I saw a lot of people defending pansexuality and how it differs from bisexuality and that both are valid and real. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then there were other people who dedicated their time making whole videos about why it wasn't and why why it was the same as being bisexual or uh, just overall saying that it didn't exist Mm -hmm. and that here are all the things wrong with it. So it's been very interesting to see things um, like that and Mm -hmm. other things that give the community a bad name as a whole. Um, Like... I know Tumblr, it it was awful. People were making up, like, joke sexualities or uh, saying, trying to make being a pedophile part of the community. And I was just so confused, like, how can you feel safe in this online environment if people are constantly making a joke about it? Mm -hmm. Um, Like, saying... I don't know. It was just so much and so overwhelming that Mm -hmm. I didn't feel comfortable being online for a long time Mm -hmm. because I didn't want to see people constantly try to joke about real things. Yeah, and who Uh, you are. Yeah, I didn't want to read strangers saying that what I am and who I feel is not real and Mm -hmm. it doesn't exist and I'm just the same as whatever. So online it's been tougher to kind of come to terms with myself Mm -hmm. and I'm sure it's been tough for everybody else who feels the exact same way, like everyone. Yeah, yeah. Lauren and I have kind of talked a bit before how like social media and online communities can, are just like really, it's really hard to know which how to feel about them because like in one capacity like they're so great like I feel like they have the ability to unite um people within the LGBT community and just any communities um across the entire world like offer these like spaces for acceptance and connection and unity but then also like you're talking about they have the ability to you know there's always trolls on the internet and like people that are just trying to be haters basically and yeah um but I have a question before like our next scripted question, I guess you want to say, is, like, so when you're talking about online communities, like, which ones are you talking about? I know you've talked a bit about YouTube and, like, Tumblr. What else were you or are you involved with online? Like, what types of communities? Not too much. I am kind of scared of the internet in a lot of ways because you never know what you can find. And one day, one community that was there for you can suddenly not be. And so... I've refrained from kind of putting myself into other communities. I I've, I had this app, Amino, once, and it's just for you to get into a bunch of groups with, like, random people and um, talk about everything that you like from, like, video games or cooking oh. and stuff like that. So I joined some communities, like, little mini communities in there, And they were good for a while, and then they weren't because Uh um, people thought how they felt was the only way that people could feel, Mm -hmm. and then stressed 
that their opinion was the right one and discredited everyone else's opinion. And eventually they made a lot of, like, the people who ran the little bubbles made their communities private so no new people could join in because they didn't want that and they only wanted the people in there to experience that because Mm -hmm. they just kept saying that everything was wrong except Mm -hmm. the way that they felt Mm um so other communities have kind of scared me (laughs) to get into because you never know what can happen Mm -hmm. yeah no that makes a lot of sense One thing that I am hung up on, especially about YouTube, is like you mentioned people making entire videos like explaining why pansexuality isn't real. One, why do you spend your time that way? You have that much like hate in your heart and free time to just... Do that? Right, what? And two, how do you say something you aren't experiencing isn't real? Like, I have never, similar to you, Quinn, I have never not felt at home in my body and my gender, but I don't, like, say transgenderism isn't real. That's just not something I personally experience, so I don't understand how people can be making these entire videos explaining away something they don't understand just because they don't feel it. Mm -hmm. Right, and there's a difference between you know, like, not understanding and then just, like, blatantly being hateful and discriminatory Mm -hmm. and bigoted. (laughs) Like, there's a big difference. Like, it's okay to not understand Mm -hmm. and it's okay to, like, have different viewpoints and have different feelings and different identities. Like, that's okay. But, like, when it becomes not okay is whenever you're tearing other people down Mm -hmm. and and invalidating who they are. Yeah, no, I really agree with that. Um, Our next question was just about, I feel like this is a hard question to answer, but what is it like being a teenager in the LGBT community in general? Because Bo and I have talked about how it seems, even we're not old by any means, (laughs) but even like now it seems a lot more accepting than like when we first came out and stuff. I just don't know if that's true or that's just like what I see on social media. So tell us about your teenage experience. It's been fine, which is more than a lot of people can say. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's been overall just fine. People, um, a lot of people that I knew who are teenagers now have come out and I haven't seen them feel badly about Mm -hmm. it or seen them talk about all the negative negativity that they've experienced so I do think it is a little bit more accepting um actually a lot probably um but I feel at the same time it's so common now that Mm -hmm. a lot of people that I've seen just yeah trolls (laughs) will write comments and be like this is a trend like stop making this Mm -hmm. a trend and it's not it's not a trend when someone does come out Mm -hmm. especially as a teenager since it is you're going through a lot Mm -hmm. um when you come out as a teenager i feel like the first thing that people should jump to is acceptance um and then if it comes out that you were faking it or like doing it as the so-called trend then yeah that's horrible but Mm -hmm. like i feel like the first thing people should people shouldn't jump to oh they're just faking it as a like as a trend that mm-hmm. shouldn't be the first thing that people jump to and i've seen that a lot with um teenagers uh online who mm-hmm. have come out um which is just sad because yeah. n- no one should feel like people think they're faking mm-hmm. well i think that what's important with it too is that 
identity doesn't have to be stagnant and 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 this like stale thing that just like that's who you are forever you know identity Mm -hmm. can be very fluid and it can change um so just like you were saying especially with like teens and like younger people it's so important to just like right off the bat accept them and validate them especially because younger people are so impressionable it's crazy so I, i i feel like I don't know, to have this, like, mentality right off the bat of, oh, no, this is a phase, this is a trend, like, you're just doing it because it's cool, like, no, (laughs) validate, like, tell them, I believe you, that that's who you are, and if that's who you feel you are, you know yourself better Mm -hmm. than anybody else, I just don't understand the invalidating thing, especially with younger people. I don't either, I feel like I, based on social media, like, have seen a bigger movement of, like, out. LGBT people like coming out in their teenage years but like I think that's because we have worked so hard to create an accepting community that Mm -hmm. more people like feel comfortable being themselves it's not like a trend we just are moving in the right direction of like allowing people to be who they want to be and on top of that I feel like I imagine most of the critics that say it's a trend are not in the LGBT community because similar to your experience, Quinn, like you knew that you had a lot of supportive people Mm -hmm. in your life, but that doesn't make coming out any less terrifying. Mm -hmm. Like it's scary. It's not something you just like do on a Tuesday night for fun Mm because you're bored. Like it's hard. It's scary. It's a lot of self-discovery. Like people don't go through all that effort just to like join a trend. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So Moving forward, at have you listened to the show before? No? Okay. <laughs> well, that's okay. Um, so on our show, we use the name Alex as just sort of a gender-neutral name, and we use they-them pronouns when we're talking about um, transphobic or homophobic people or otherwise just people that are, in general, not very good people. <laughs> um and especially specifically as it relates to the LGBT uh, community. So have you ever had an incident with an Alex that you can um, recall? Uh, as many people are online, there are a lot of people, horrible. So there, mm-hmm. the, the internet is crawling with <laughs> Alexes, mm-hmm. and a lot of them will purposefully misgender people. Um who they don't agree with. Mm -hmm. I've seen so many videos of... The worst thing that I found was on The Masked Singer, uh, Caitlyn Jenner, Mm -hmm. and people in the comments would... They were joking about the actual singing ability, Mm -hmm. not mentioning anything about her identity. Mm -hmm. And people... The Alexes turned it into that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They would say, he... And then someone would correct them, and they would just keep mm-hmm. on going. Um, personally, there haven't been many. There is one Alex who is not close. Um, they're an adult, and they <laughs> they um, are an older adult, so a little yeah. bit more understandable. <laughs> yeah. But they but not excusable. No, no, no. Um, they go further than not understanding anything to being actively against it. Yeah. Uh, they once refused to have someone stay in their house for the night because they wanted to watch Love, Simon. Um, which oh, it, it, interesting. <laughs> they didn't want them anywhere in their house for that night because they wanted to watch a movie 
around the characters happen to be yes. gay. Yeah. yeah. And it was just so strange to me that you can be that deep yeah. into a belief that you kick people out. Even though it was just for a night, they still kicked them out and yeah. didn't want them in their house at all because they just wanted to watch a movie. That's <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> I feel like I have the same opinion of the people who make those stupid, like, YouTube videos that you mm-hmm. talked about. Like, why do you care that much? Right. Like, I promise it doesn't affect your day-to-day life in any way, shape, or form. So for what reason are you up in everyone's business like right. that? Right. I, that's just <laughs> disgusting. I have no comment. Me neither. That's kind of crazy to me. Wow. Mm. Hate that. <laughs> so moving forward um, to our last question, unless something else comes up. <laughs> to your knowledge, do you remember um, the first time you met a trans person or the maybe even the first time that one of your friends, cause since you are younger, one of your friends or somebody that you know maybe came out as trans to you? Yeah, I I knew a lot of people in elementary school and not until after they came out as transgender, but it was very young and Mm -hmm. they were, I think, it was the year after I left that school that a bunch of them, uh, they came out as transgender and a teacher actually created an LGBTQ group for lunch that they could come and meet, which I thought was really nice, Mm -hmm. but they were probably in seventh or eighth grade. Um, one of my very close friends recently came out as transgender. I, I don't know how long ago, I think a month ish. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I think we plan to ask that question to most of our guests just to show that one, like you were saying, being trans isn't a trend. Mm-hmm. And two, trans people exist across the lifespan. You can come out at different times. You can realize you're trans at different times. You can occupy very different spaces as a trans person. So thank you for answering that question. Yeah, thank you. That's a really cool, cool perspective to have. Because, I mean, I don't know. I personally don't hear about many, at least in this area, many like young trans people that come out. So that's like really cool. And that's really cool. We love our <laughs> teachers. Oh my God. Yeah. We love teachers. That's like amazing that your teacher did that for for those students. Was it so. an English teacher? I don't know. Uh, I was like, it's always, it's always English. the English yeah. teacher. English teachers are the best I teacher. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for answering all of our questions. We loved having you on. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. Thank you. And as for some closing comments, we now have some brand new friends in Canada and Japan. So that's that. exciting. That oh, is so well, it's exciting. It's a fun surprise for you Wh- too, I guess. Quinn was just talking about her trip to Canada. Too. Yeah, <laughs> it's because of Quinn. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, as always, please keep writing in your questions. We actually got a great question this past week that has inspired us to release a mini episode all about it soon. So that's super exciting. We're just so official. On <laughs> <laughs> and then along with that, um, please keep sharing if you're liking it and uh, give us a rating on Apple Podcasts if you're feeling extra spicy one day. <laughs> um, but other than that, do you have anything else, Lauren? Nope. I think that's all. Okay. Well, thank you all, and we'll see you all next time. Woohoo!